Thanks for joining the Soul Food Sessions with Naya podcast. Today's topic is finding your purpose. I know people all the time talk about this topic because I know we are always in search of that thing, which is your purpose. You are here to do something you are uniquely created for. And nobody else can do that like you can. That's why you are here. I know with social media today, people are feeling like they have to compete with other people. They're not moving at the capacity or the level they think they should be because they're watching other people elevate around them daily, constantly while you're scrolling on social media. But let me just throw this thought to you. If you will stop comparing yourself to people, that's because you're on a different track. You're in a different destination with different hurdles. If you are following your God-given purpose, then there is no need for competition. Your lane is your lane and their lane is their lane. I know it's easier said than done, but that's where the tunnel vision comes in at. When I wrote my first book, The Boss and You, I saw that in corporate America, a lot of times people are pressured to elevate on a constant basis and not realizing that you will do it at the time that you were destined to do it. Now, if you force it, you'll do it prematurely. You'll make the mistakes and you'll make the errors. But if you master it, if you study it, you know, you perfect it to a degree. I think that that's when the time that is for you to shine at your own pace, at your own timeline. With finding your purpose, you know, a lot of people have searched for that nonstop. Even people over 40, over 50 don't even realize what their purpose is. We search for it aimlessly only to realize that our purpose has been with us all along. And the first step in that process is learning how to quiet the voices and also protect your eye gates. Have you really taken the time to ask yourself, what do you want? What do you feel like you were put on this earth to do? There is something that you are doing right now that yields an unsolicited response from others. How are you helping other people without even thinking about you doing it? If there's that thing that sits in your gut that irks you or you see it on television or you see it in the world, you see it on the news, oftentimes you have that very thing that the world needs and that may be your purpose. Think about how you can transform the world or even your community with that thought, with that thing, with that idea and why are you sitting on it? Is it a fear of success? Is it fear of failure? That's common. Very, very, very common. Think about when Oprah was told all the no's. Can you imagine where she would be today if she had listened to those people? Purpose is right under your nose. And that's what she always says. The direct line to the purpose is to discover when we are home or when we're out or when we're helping others. If you begin with what you like and love and enjoy that, you will also find your purpose. That thing that you can't stop thinking about, that thing that you dream about, that thing that you daydream about, write about, journal about, but not more than likely that is your purpose. And when you find that thing, you shine. Because then you have identified your purpose and you are in a place to consider how your purpose can work for others and you. And when you discover what moves you, Your next order of business is to find out how it can touch others. You're going to be creating opportunities and opening doors, not just for yourself, but for so many other people in the world. And by doing that, you're going to be executing the same energy for others to help get to the next level. 
And oftentimes, guys, it's going to be so gratifying when you find that thing, that purpose. Because guess what? Passion to that is going to lead you to want to do more, to be more effective, to want to change the world. When I wrote my second book, the Boston, the uh, Soul Food Sessions with Naya, I was scared, right? I'm like, when you do your first book, you're like, you got to top it. You got to be better because the pressure is then on. But what I decided to do was shut out all the noise in the world. I went on a fast. It was me and my laptop. And as I was fasting, God was downloading that very thing he wanted me to put in the book. He says people can read affirmations all day long, your nuggets on social media, your post. But are they really putting in the work? Do they really want to do the work to get to that next level? Because, you know, we all have that dynamic purpose over our lives. And no one was created the same because we were uniquely different. My whole life, I knew I would be different. I never wanted to be in a box. I never wanted to have a cap over my over my head. And I always envisioned my my name being in the headlines, being on television, being, you know, in when I had stars in my eyes, literally. But being in a small town where I came from, that was always not so easy to reach. Because in where I when I was growing up, it's like you go to college, you get a job, you get married, and you have kids and you live happily ever after. But that wasn't my destiny. So therefore, I packed up and decided to move to Atlanta, not knowing a soul here, because I knew that I needed to be around greater. And at that time, in the early 2000s, there were so many opportunities for entrepreneurs. You just had to be in that atmosphere. And so therefore, I left and it was a complete faith walk. And by doing that, I was able to launch my purpose, helping people, making an impact. Now, when I was diagnosed with cancer, it frightened me because now I felt like God was putting a halt to my very dreams. But it was the curse that saved my life. And I knew that I was going to be destined. Now, as you're out here trying to go and find that purpose, that thing that you know that you were destined for, one thing you got to do is surrender to the process. Now, it's not going to be easy. And trusting the process is probably one of those things that's going to take all of all your faith. But that's okay. Because Rome won't built in one day, as my grandmother used to say. But we have been conditioned. And in this era, I get it. It's the microwave effect. We want something to happen right now. We want like an immediate outline, blueprint, roadmap to that destination immediately. Not realizing we got to trust the process. We got to make the errors, the trial and errors. We got to make the mistakes to grow from them and to learn from them. And to and that way, I believe you will truly understand, you know, and appreciate getting to that goal, getting to that level, mastering that thing. We have been conditioned, yes, to construct a plan and work it until it succeeds. And if we don't succeed according to the plan, we have a fit. We fall, we beat ourselves up. You know, we want to throw in the towel, depression, you know, all types of thoughts. It weighs us down and then we stop and then we stop moving. That's not fair. That is not fair. And then we we've changed the perception of what, you know, the truth is. And, and, and we've, we've challenged our perceptions and, and, and we, we end up feeling like we failed. And that's not fair because we are, we are going to make the mistakes that's necessary in the growth process. You fall, but then you get up. You don't go out there and teach a child, you know, to learn how to walk. And then they fall down. It's like, oh, there goes your walking. You will never walk again. No, you got to brush them off, 
put you know a little band-aid or neurospine on the boo-boo and you gotta try it again. And could it be possible that each moment is a part of the plan? Like the falling down is part of the plan. It's a sign to let us know that we gotta keep pressing. It's a sign that we gotta keep moving. And sometimes even our dreams are deferred for a reason. We may not be ready at this moment, but that don't mean you need to stop. You can press reset, you can reanalyze, you can re-strategize, and you can try it again. It's like divine redirection. It's part of the process, and you can't take no discount from it. You can't take anything away from it. It's just what that is, and that's when true patience comes in. Now, I must admit, when I first hired my first publicist, Listen, I thought that I was going to be on the Steve Harvey show. I was going to be on the Ellen DeGeneres show. I was going to be on all the shows because I knew that what I was on to was going to be amazing. I knew I was going to be changing the world. I had a, a million dollar uh, idea and I needed the world to know. But guess what my publicist told me? He says, oh, no, they got to want you and they got to and, and, and you have to wait. And in the meantime, while you wait, you keep working, you keep pressing, you keep mastering. And they'll, eventually they'll call you when they need to call you. But hey, that's what it is. It was like a slap in the face. Like, listen, girl, humble yourself and build the resume. Build the resume so that when they see it, they would be like, oh, wow, she's done this. He's done that. He's succeeded in this. He's been featured in that. And that's the resume of life that I'm talking about. I fought tooth and nails to want to, you know, have a microwave effect on the things that I've done. But trust me, I can really appreciate the fall, the shortcomings, the falls, the mistakes. Now, I don't appreciate losing the money on some of this stuff, but I tell you what, it made me wiser. And then I had to take a step back and realize that at that time, I had to reassess and pay attention to all of what it was I was doing, the signs, the process, and allowing myself to fall and surrendering to the fall. Because it was going to put me in line with my true path. And I had to see myself in a different manner and be true to myself. I'm not perfect. Nobody is perfect. But the thing we have to realize is as we make mistakes, as we fall short, we cannot stop. We have to keep pressing. And those days that you do feel low and you feel like you can't press, you feel like you can't move on. It's okay to have that moment for that moment. But you cannot stay there. It's not fair. It's not fair to you. It's not fair to the world. It's not fair to your gift. And Lord knows if you know God gave you that vision, he's going to give you the resources that come with that. But it is going to take a little time. It's going to take a little work. It's going to take a heck of a lot of determination. It's going to take a lot of falls. But I'm telling you this, it's going to be well worth it. Because when you find your dynamic purpose, you're going to immediately know it. You're going to feel it in your belly and you're going to be it and you are going to change the world. Now, it's easy to tell you, oh, you know, when you look at my bio or you hear my interviews or see me in magazines, oh, wow, Naya is just an amazing person. And, you know, rightfully so. I believe we all are amazing people. We all are dynamic people and we were created to do that. But what I also realized is sometimes we can beat ourselves up because, you know, with 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 being that person, there's a lot of standards that come with that, a lot of pressure that comes with that. Now, nobody is perfect by no means. And when you sometimes get in your own head about everything that you do has to be perfect, then you're going to set yourself up for failure. 
Because as you're trying to perfect it, sometimes people stop moving because they won't launch it because they're trying to perfect that thing. They won't take the necessary steps because they're too busy trying to perfect it and get in their heads and then reanalyze it and reanalyze it. And then they go nowhere. And that is not fair. Again, not to you or to the world or even to God, because he knew that you had to go through, you know, blood, sweat and tears to make that very thing come to fruition. Now, when I teach my clients or coach my life coaching clients all day, these are people who are in their 40s and their 50s, still, believe it or not, trying to find their purpose. And when I asked the question, what does success look like? They had to take a step back because they sometimes equivalent money to success. Now, you've seen people commit suicide with money because they're not happiness. But then they reanalyzed and really thought about that question. What does success look like to them? And sometimes people say a peace of mind, being stable, being healthy. Ask yourself, what does success look like to you? How hard are you willing to go for it? Do you think about success every day? Do you yearn for success? Now, you be honest with yourself. And if money is, then that's, that's you. But I can honestly tell you this. With money does not mean happiness, by no means. Having a peace of mind is something that money cannot buy. Being able to rest at night, knowing that you've done all that you could do. Having peace and solidarity. Now that's what success looked like to me. So like I said, ask yourself, what does success really look like to you? And when you make it, when you get to that big goal or when you smash that dream and you're living in your dream, are you truly happy or is there a void there? Is there something that you're still lacking? Just ask yourself those questions. What are you yearning for? What is it that you want in the pit of your soul? And when you come up with that question, is that really your purpose? If you want to change the world, if you want to make a difference, if you want to write a book, if you want to be a speaker, if you want to be a doctor, if you want to be a lawyer, whatever that thing is, I believe that God gave you the tools to do it. He's just waiting for you to notice it, to recognize it yourself. And then here comes the resources. Because he already gave you those tools. It's already sitting inside of you, but you got to get in that quiet place and allow your God to download that very thing into you, into your heart, into your mind. We get all caught up in the noise and we can't really clearly hear what it is he's trying to say or trying to tell us. But I believe once you allow the quietness to come in, Analyze it, pray about it, and do something about it. And oh yeah, don't get in your own head. Don't pressure yourself too much. There's time. There's time to do it. It's just that I want you to take advantage of it, the time. Don't waste the days. Don't waste the hours. Don't waste the minutes. Every day that you work on that thing, your purpose, every day that you put into it, It will come to fruition, but you can't give up. 
You can't give up. And if you need to press reset, there is nothing wrong with pressing reset. Can you imagine all the times when your grandmother was making those biscuits or that special recipe that she had and how many batches she's burned or how many times she's tasted it and was like, ew, no, no, that's not it. She had to keep doing it to perfect it. And now it becomes a household tradition of cooking that very thing that your grandmother had to cook a thousand times, a thousand times to perfect it. That's how your purpose is. There's going to be times that you got to come back and you got to change it up, switch it up, taste it, throw it away. But eventually you'll have that perfect recipe and then you launch and then you make the difference to change the world. All right, guys, all I wanted to do was give you this little bit of finding your purpose and go a little bit deeper just to keep you motivated, just to keep you empowered, just to keep you inspired that despite the obstacles that come your way, it will happen when it's supposed to happen. And if you stay focused, develop the tunnel vision and keep pressing, guess what? You're one step closer to reaching your destiny. Thanks for tuning in to Soul Food Sessions with Naya podcast. And remember this, you can't thrive if you're always the one pouring out. It's now your time to receive some encouraging words to help elevate your life. Make sure you tune in next week at Soul Food Sessions with Naya. 